Hey, paranormal researchers, producer, doctor, Detective James here. For this week's episode, we talked to Valerie Tossi, very funny stand-up comedian. We interrogated her in our top secret facility. So I was talking to them through an intercom on the other side of a two-way mirror. Just kidding. Uh, We recorded this on Zoom quite a while back, and... Valerie and Cotty sound amazing. Right before the Zoom call, my audio interface took a crap, so I was scrambling and I used a backup file. It doesn't sound great when I come in. I don't talk that much. The other two have a wonderful episode of Ghost Detective. Please bear with that. And uh, we didn't want to waste Valerie's time. She's a very busy woman. She's been on Conan. She's a writer, voiceover artist, stand-up comedian. She's got a very funny album called Beach Trash, which is out on streaming now. You should check it out. And yeah, please enjoy this episode of Ghost Detective. Ghosted? Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a boat to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it with Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. Hello, and welcome back to Kadi's Ghost Detective. Um, we're very excited. James and I are here today. Hello, James. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> um, we're excited because we have a really uh, fantabulous guest. Uh, she hosts a monthly show at the Hollywood Improv called Mermaid Comedy Hour. She also has been seen on Conan, ever heard of him? And she has a fantastic album coming out called Beach Trash. Give up for Valerie Tossi. Yay! Um, I love the way you said Conan. You sounded like a Californian. You're like, Conan? Conan? <laughs> a surf-inflected question. Conan? Yes. Is that how it's, like, pronounced? You been um, on Conan? Have you been on Conan, bro? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this will make the cut, but I just want to say Beach Trash is already out, and I listened to it yesterday, and it's great. Oh! And you can find it on streaming and... It's a really good live recording. I think you had a really good crowd. They're kind of rowdy. And where did you record it? Uh, first of all, this needs to make the cut. I mean, this is yeah. great publicity. <laughs> don't you dare take this I was this like, out. don't you dare. Uh, so I recorded it at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Mm. And a lot of people were like, why didn't you do it at home? And I'm like, because I didn't want my family to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Were they, they were like awesome. Yeah. So the, my only thing that was kind of a bummer was that it was still, um, it was the summer of 2021 that I recorded it. It was like the end of August, beginning of September. So it was like kind of after the, like a wave during the summer. So the restrictions, it, they weren't fully opened back up to full capacity yet. So mm-hmm. I wish it had sound like I listened to some people's albums that recorded like after mine. And I was like, oh, it's like a full room, you know, oh, but yeah. my, like, there maybe was- fuller, but this, the crowd was great. You've kind of like, I'll let people listen to it. I won't ruin anything, but you kind of like identify there's sort of some loud. Oh, bros. I sure did. Yeah. Oh, I oh, yeah. sure did. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I called them frat bros because I don't know. That's my frame of reference now that I'm in my 30s. I'm like, you're just a bro, right? You're frat bros. That works. You're just a bro. You're frat bros. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. You're amazing. You're you're so good. I feel like every time I see you, you have like a new 10 minutes and I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> you're cr- that's 
I mean, God bless you because I literally am like, I haven't been writing. I'm such a worthless piece of shit. No, you make me feel that way. I'm like, what? Oh my God. You like had a full 10 minutes about Lucille Ball and. Oh um, yeah. Well, that's, I need to work on that. It's still like, it's not getting, it needs its really solid punch at the end. And I'm like really struggling to find it. It did really well when I saw it. And I was just sitting there like, God damn her. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, now we're rewatching Lucy and making amazing fucking bits from it. I was like, how many hours in a day does she have? I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's like everybody else is watching reality TV and commenting on oh, it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Me, uh, black and white shows from the 50s. Thank you so much. Relevant much? Relevant <laughs> much. It's a really good bit. I've, uh... I haven't fully, I haven't seen like, uh, I love Lucy in forever, but I was like, oh yeah. It, I wonder how many other bizarre things they say is like normal ways to just treat your wife. It's great. Like, especially knowing that she was such a badass and was the first studio head as a female and like, yeah. and just that she was just running a tight ship. And then like that stuff that it's like, yeah, there's a lot of physical humor to it, but it's like you break it down and you're like, this is so fucked up when you're yeah. like, I can't believe that this was it like, I can't believe that everybody was like, yeah, this is just part of society. Yeah. They were like, everyone drugs their wife just a tiny bit. Just a little it's bit. Like, they'll yikes. never know. Yeah. yeah. And this is literally this the the first season. And it's like this. I think it's either the second or fourth episode. It's oh, crazy. Wow. It's like it doesn't even pull. It's like right in the beginning. Ugh. Did you like the uh, Nicole Kidman portrayal of Lucille Ball? Have you seen the, I have. the Amazon Prime movie? Yeah. So I actually went to a screening of it with the full cast, which was really wow. cool. Yeah, that was wow. really, really rad. Were you and like, did you go in cosplay or were you like? <laughs> so it was me and Sophia. Uh, it was so fun. We had the best time. Sophia Alexandra, wonderful comedian. Look her Fantastic. up. Uh, so we went and we uh, were, we got a little stoned and then we're uh, eating all of the free popcorn they would get us <laughs> and uh and it was and it was at the the Grumman's chinese theater which was really cool so we got to see it there and um yeah it was amazing here's the thing I, we both liked it and it was fun to see it with an audience and actually hear like where all the laughs are supposed to be and things like that yeah i i know a lot of people have been kind of dragging nicole kibben for taking that role and I, I have two opinions on it one that um lucille ball's like kids signed off on it on, on, yeah. the, on everybody that was in it and while I definitely think, I think that a, an unknown actor might have been a better choice only because it does take, it is jarring to watch Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem play these two parts. Yeah. But she, I thought she did a really great job and, and a lot with the physicality, even though everyone's like, her face doesn't move. But like, I, it does in this, I think she actually did a great job. There was only a few times where the lighting i was like oh you can't light her like that you, you she, can't you cannot light her. she's just she just looks like a wet piece of paper like Give to, like that girl a break yeah i was like she's because she, she looks great in certain lighting but other lighting she just you can tell she's had a ton of work done and it's just distracting you know yeah mm -hmm. but yeah but otherwise great job <laughs> It's it is crazy. I think the world does need to let Nicole Kidman age. I think she's mm -hmm. held on long enough and she's she's did you see prom? 
Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but that's who I am. <laughs> like, but I'm a musical theater nerd. So of course I watched it, but it was like, yeah, it was, it was something. It was something. Um, but she was like doing a tap dance on like a deck of stairs. And I was like, she's not like 29 anymore. Give <laughs> You're her like, a your knees, break. Baby girl, your yeah. knees. Did you take fish oil? We're all worried about you. No, seriously. But I didn't even think about it. And then she was in interviews and she's like, yeah, I just was like, scared I'd fall lol and I was like I'm scared now too what do you mean oh poor god thing? Like, yeah they it's like we cannot let women age in this industry yeah. and it's so wild like like you know her and Sandra Bullock they both look incredible but it's like I look at practical magic and I'm like oh I guess you actually you figured like, out you figured out what the magic was is it yeah. getting Botox like <laughs> that's true they're both in that yeah. mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite movies I love that movie People do love that movie. I feel like when I watched it, I was like, what is the plot? And I was like, oh, okay, we just like this. And then Bill Pullman comes in and I was like, okay, I see what mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm, is talking mm-hmm. about. Bill Pullman as a cop. Okay. Well, a detective, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and, and also we've got Rizzo as one of the, as one of the um, aunts. Are you kidding? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't even put that together. Oh, yeah. Together yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the part where the women come in at the end and they're like, oh, we've all fallen for a demon. And then like, (laughs) they're like, this is like classic procedure. We just have to gather and sing them out of your body. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All your best girlfriends coming over like, okay, let's get get out your crystals, ladies. We've got work to do. Demon. You laugh, but I feel like that's happening in this city somewhere tonight. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's someone in my building. Yeah. You're, you're like, that's where I have to go next. You're yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, the fire alarm went off. Too much incense. Too much too sage. Much. All right. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, I feel like we are, we're ready to move into the story. So Valerie, we're very excited to hear your ghosting story about who ghosted you. Just to remind our listeners, the story can be romantic or professional or a friendship or um, they can die unexpectedly. Anything that makes you, you're like... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When I read that, I was like, "So dark." Kathy's been feeding that through to a lot of people that she's been asking to be on the show. I'm like, she just really wants to hear about someone who died. But that maybe that will come up. We're not sure yet. That could come up. Also, like, we're not we're not against like if if you met someone, they died, and then they ghosted, they haunted you. I also would want to hear about that. But anyway, I'm also kind of like, I mean, you know, if not hearing back from somebody, you kind of, you're like, I hope you dead. You're dead. Like, I, I hope, hope that that's why. I hope, there, <laughs> I hope it's, be at least then I know it's not me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Valerie, uh, please tell us who ghosted you. Well, where do I even begin? So I have two ghosting stories that are kind of, they're both professional. They're both short. Um, So a couple years ago, I um, was just starting to get into voiceover. I was doing a lot of um, like commercial stuff. And a friend of mine reached out to me. And I think this was, this might've been like right at the start of the pandemic or a little bit before. Um, but a friend reached out to me and was like, Hey, um, I know somebody that's looking for, um, women for a loop group, which, um, if people don't know what that is, a loop group is, uh, basically, uh, voiceover artists that work on shows and movies and things like that to add in all the filler sounds to do like basically like ADR. If you hear like a crowded subway platform and like random voices and things like that. So, um, it was for a 
a massively huge show that has many seasons and they needed, I'm trying not to name it, but you're going to know exactly what it is when I go into more detail. Uh, But so they needed somebody because they needed more women that could make zombie sounds because (laughs) yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. And so, because I guess it's really easy for men to do it, but for women, for some reason, the way that their vocal cords are set, that it's more difficult. So not everybody can do it. And they're like, and my friend that was passing it off to me was like, I can't do it. The job got offered to me. I can't make the sound that they're looking for. Can you do it? And I was like, oh, like this. And I did the sound. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's it. So she connected me with this guy running this loop group. And let me tell you, this guy was truly stroking my ego and was just like, listen, you know, this job you're going to be going to the mailbox a lot, which essentially means you're going to be picking up a bunch of checks and you're going to make an insane amount of money. Oh my God. Because there's, you're working on every episode and you get residuals off of every single episode. And so it's crazy, crazy money. And he was like, like buy a house money. Like, oh my God. Like absolutely. And I was like, oh my God, my life is going to change. Right. Yeah. So I like auditioned and like, I had to like send in a tape for them. Yeah. Sent in the tape and he got back to me and was like, okay, this is great. This, this, and this he's like, and gave me a couple notes and then, and then had me redo it. And I was like, great. So I did all that. And he told me too, cause he's like, you know, we're always looking for people with real life experience in like weird areas. Like one of the things that he was like, you know, sometimes we need people to do looping for um, like crime dramas and things in like hospitals. And like, um, so if you know any of that jargon and can make it sound real, that's really <gasps> important. And I was like, yeah, I was a 911 dispatcher for years. Yeah. Like, and he's like, we always need dispatchers. And like, we don't know, like we, it's hard for us to find somebody that knows the jargon. He's like, you're going to be working a ton. And oh I was like, my oh my God. God. Like, in fact, they had me go in after all this. They had me go onto the lot of Warner Brothers to go and watch one of the like um, to kind of like watch some of the footage to put the sounds to the footage. So I was like seriously like in it. This wasn't just like a, oh, I got a audition notice on L.A. casting and then whatever. This was like I was in the world of it. And did they compensate you for that time on the lot? Oh, my God. No. And so I literally like was following up and they're like, yeah, we're just waiting to hear back on whatever, whatever. Followed up, followed up, followed up. And they just disappeared. After all of that, they just like, I truly like, I, cause I, I would wait like two weeks and then be like, Hey, I'm just checking back in with you guys. Like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was I was distraught because like, yeah. they were, you know, cause I'm like, you just told me that I was going to make a life changing amount of money. And then you just pulled the rug out from underneath. It was so depressing. And I, I was seriously so depressed for a while. And like, and I, and I feel like, cause I have another ghosting story for professional stuff too, where this happens all the time. Yeah. And, and I tell everybody, I'm like, look, I'm a big girl. I would much rather hear a no than nothing at all. Yeah. Please put me out of my misery. Yeah. You know, because then you're like, you're you're kind of like straddling the line of like, well, I don't want to try to look for something else because I'm waiting to see if this happens. And you don't know how long because everything in this business takes so long, too. It's yeah. like, it's like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And wait. then they just make you wait forever. Yeah. 
And so it's wild. And, and I was, in fact, I was talking to Dana, um, about this, uh, about like auditioning and stuff recently. He's like, they, he's like, there's so many different legal, like things that they need to jump through and all these, you know, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Now he's like, I miss the days where you would be leaving your audition and they would tell you, you didn't get it. So you could just <laughs> sit in the parking lot of Seven Eleven on olive and cry. And I was like, that's so specific that I know that's happened. <laughs> like, but so, but it's like true. It's like, just tell, like, you know what I mean? Just be honest. Like this is driving me crazy. Like I, yeah. it hurts my feelings more being left on red essentially than, than hearing, you know what I mean? That just, uh, I feel like when I first got to LA, I was, uh, I had a, um, a friend who wanted me to help write this web series with him and he was a comedian. He was further along than me and we did like write it. And then he would come, he always had this like, oh, this, like this new tiny streaming service is interested. And they said, yes. And I would get so excited and I'd be like, oh my God, we're all about to get paid. And then it would just like disappear. And my acting coach at that time was like, oh, they yesed you to death. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's what we say out here. It's like a yes, a yes, a yes. Until one day they just like, just stop talking to you. Yes. Like that. So the other story I have is like that too. And I just found the email. So this happened in September of 2019. So Whoa, it wasn't even, okay. it wasn't even yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah. needed that money. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was right. Yeah. Be- Lord knows it was right before COVID hit. Yeah. You would have so, needed that chill money. And yeah. you probably could have still is like record. I mean, I don't know, like voiceover has changed so much now. Right. It's like all yeah. in your closet. Yeah. Cause like my old place that I was recording in, well, I was recording on this mic that I'm recording now, which is a USB mic. And I didn't realize like, it's, it's not great for, it's fine for podcasting and stuff, but there's a yeah. lot of internal noise that the microphone makes that I didn't even realize. Cause I just thought it was like, that's just the way it sounds. And then yeah. I upgraded my microphone to a road and that's what I'm using now oh, in yeah. my booth. And I was like, <laughs> I just started laughing. <laughs> the first time I, yeah, see, like the first time I like listened back to the first thing I recorded, I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, there's no buzzing. I said, did I, what? I like didn't understand. It was crazy. So, um, in my last, in my old building too, I had like a neighbor, be- like two floors below me that played saxophone all day and all night. Oh my and God. it was like an old building that there was no insulation. So it was a real nightmare in terms of like trying to record stuff because yeah. there was always something loud, you know, but now the place where I'm at is great. Cause it's like, it's pretty quiet most of the time. Yeah. But, oh yeah. So that was infuriating. <laughs> You like, have, do you, did you ever like ask your friend who recommended you? Like I did. And, and she didn't really know because it was like somebody like that had reached out to her because they were trying to help her out. And then, so it was like through somebody, you know what I mean? There was like, yeah. a, there was a few, there was multiple there was people. Like it was through a tree of, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and she was just trying to help me out. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't put her you know, it's not her fault, Yeah, but, uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty nightmarish to be like, you're going to make, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Just Actually, kidding. No, Actually, no, you're going to uh, have to instead be confined to your house for two and a half years. It's fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's the loop group 
also has a kind of social element to it as well. It's like professional, but semi like these are people you hung out with or not quite. Nobody that I knew personally. These were okay. this was like me coming in. And this is the thing, too, is that these these groups are very insular and they it's really hard to break in because it's so lucrative and you know, you can only, sometimes you'll only work a half day and you'll still make a full day rate. And like, so a lot of times it's, you know, Oh, the director's, you know, wife's friend is now in it or like whatever, like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it is a skill and the people that are good at it are very good at it. But a lot of times people are just trying to kind of help somebody out and get them paid. So, you know, it's kind of like, you've got people that, you know, it's, it's like half and half. So it is, it's, it's, it's really hard to break in really hard. Yeah. That's what I've, I've always heard. The voice over industry is wildly lucrative, but because like you never see anyone's face or body, like one person could be doing everything and like making all that money. And it's like, they're not, you know, you can't, it's like a, it's harder to, to jump on someone's meal ticket. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even now it's even, it's even harder because everything went remote before you were going into the booth. Yeah. But now, you know, there's always been voiceover artists that had setups at home and the people that already had that in place when COVID hit made a fortune because not everybody had that. And it was really hard to get equipment because of all the, you know, shipping delays and, and all that. So people that were already ready to go made, made a killing. And and yeah. now it's like, it's really tough for other people because now everyone has a setup at home and everybody has source connect or they have, you know, their own phone line to do it over. And like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. That, yeah, it, that is, I Mark, not to brag, but uh, I live in a recording studio and I, I um, always forget that it's, but it looks like a cute little house. Oh where no, you are. I'm house sitting. <laughs> okay. I was like, you said you lived in a recording studio. I was like, this is a very cute house. No. Uh, I mean, we have a cute, living space as well but um this is not this is not where i live this is a, a dream but um <laughs> <laughs> but we live in like a, a recording studio and like during the pandemic or the quarantine sorry pandemic's not over during the quarantine um we definitely had voiceover artists come over like more than usual and like we're doing stuff and then um and then when they figured out their own home setup they stopped coming over uh yeah, I I think it's really frustrating. Like I feel like in the industry you're often ghosted, right? Like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's something different between and it's like drives me insane between um and kind of like what I was talking about earlier, the yesing you to death. I don't like being strung along and being told yes and being told like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely when the answer is no, like you said, it's like, why did you keep me around? Then? Yeah. Like, why would you do that to me? <laughs> it feels it, it's, it's so hurtful. And like, especially because you're wasting time and energy where you could be putting that somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if it's a, maybe just be like, Hey, listen, just be truthful. Be like, listen, we've got a few other people in mind for this project. We really like you. We're hoping it works out. Like, you know, don't stress about it. We'll reach out to you as soon as we know what's up. Like, yeah, great. but like, don't just then disappear, you know, right. like, the other, the other thing that I got ghosted on and this was this, I was really bummed about and like pretty kind of hurt in a way. 
Um, I was up for, I got approached by somebody on LinkedIn. I got uh, a recruiter reached out to me of all places on LinkedIn for a writing job. And, um, and I've never been staffed before. I desperately want to write for late night. I have for a long time. This wasn't for late night, but it was in that vein, that style of writing yeah. without giving too many details. And, um, and, and it was for a company that I really admire and respect. And that I really wanted to work for. I didn't even know. I still, to this day, don't even know what the pay rate is, but I still really, I knew it would be good money. And I, and I really wanted the job. And, um, they reached out to me and said that, you know, you came highly recommended from some people from Conan and like all this other stuff, uh, yeah. tootin, tootin my horn. And and they're like, would you be interested? And I was like, yes, very much so. And they're like, can you send us some writing samples? So I sent over writing samples. Um, Pretty soon after that, they were like, hey, we really like your writing samples. Um, We're going to have you meet with one of our producers. And I was like, great. So they had me do a Zoom meeting with one of the producers. The producer really liked me and was like, "Okay, great. Here's a packet that we need you to do. It's due in three days. It's topical. Um, blah, blah, blah. I spent so much time on it and really like hashed it out, sent it in, had to wait, got back to me. Hey, we really loved your packet. We need you to meet the like VP of the company or whatever. And I was like, okay, great. Had a Zoom meeting with them. They were like, listen, we really loved your packet. We usually hate most of the packets we get. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, you know, you said like, this is super great. Uh, you know, we definitely want to move you forward, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, amazing. So they're, we're going to have you meet with basically the host of the show, like the highest up you could get. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, OK, had that meeting, thought the meeting went really well. Uh, at least I thought so. And, you know, then kind of was just waiting, waiting and waiting, hit up the recruiter. And I was like, hey, I just wanted to check in and you know, and he's like, yeah, everything you know, is kind of a taking a long time. There's, you know, cause they're filling other positions and we're trying to figure out where we're going to put people. And I was like, totally understand. I said, listen, you know, just, I said, do me a favor. I specifically said this and this is yeah. why I'm like crazed. So listen, will you just do me a favor? I said, if it doesn't work out, I totally understand. Can you just let me know either way? Because I've got other stuff going on and, and I'm trying to go back on the road. Cause as this was, as things were starting to like open back up, and I was like, I, I just need to know for my own scheduling sake. And he was like, of course, we'll definitely let you know either way. Couple weeks go by. And because I had said too, I said, if this position doesn't work out, he's like, we'll totally keep you in mind for other stuff too. I was like, great. Couple weeks went by, nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a cursory search on Twitter for some keywords. <laughs> I, did, I did that. And that is how I found out that they hired somebody else for the job because somebody else tweeted about getting the job. And I was oh, like, my God, I can't believe. And they said, and, and I waited because I was like, OK, maybe they're going to let me know after. And they wanted to make sure that it was going to work out and all that. They never contacted me again. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, just let people know it's so disrespectful. Yeah. yeah especially that far along in the process. Like if you had one, you know, one meeting and, and it didn't right. whatever. But like to get that far and over so many weeks, like I took time off work. Because yeah. I was working at the VAC site at that point. I like yeah. took time off to make sure I could be available for the meetings and like make sure I could put in full effort to the packets that they were asking me to do. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy that they couldn't have at the very least just been like, hey, you know, because because I also was like, look, this is a long shot. I don't have the I I don't have the experience. I think I would do well in this position, but I also know that I am new. And I I totally like 
understand that, but also just, just send tell me, email, me. Man. Yeah. just tell me, just tell me. Do you like, um, do you mind me asking where are they LA or New York? Based? It was out here. What is it? Something about LA people are afraid to say the word. No, they'd rather, I feel like they'd rather rake you over coals than just say, no, I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I know why, but I also think that it was kind of just like they they had a lot of plates in the air. I don't I, I honestly don't believe that it was in, that it was malicious yeah. or or or, you know, personal. I really just think that it, they just forgot for whatever reason forgot. But also like that's something you need to not forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like because I understand, too, like how many of us have done packets for shows and we never hear anything. My yeah. thing even with those is like, just send an email and let us know you got it. Because half the time I'm like, did this email go through? Do I even have the right email? Yeah. Like, you know, just just be like, hey, we got it. Like, just you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. love I love a quick return. Got it. Thanks. Yep. And, love it, it. and now Gmail, Gmail gives you that as a predictive text thing right away. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thanks. Let me know if you have any other questions. You can do all that by clicking, by typing yep. the tab. It's it's Love so important. It. It's so, like because we're all listen. We're all struggling, starving artists in some capacity, whether you used to be or you currently are. Yeah, like you just you need to have respect for everybody in the business enough to just be like, hey, listen, it's a no this time, but you know we'll keep you in mind for other stuff. Cool, great, got it. Yeah. Moving on. You know, I've uh, I've worked as an admin on stuff like that, on receiving submissions and things like that, and I've also been someone who submits a lot. And my yeah, I feel like I have the same thoughts. It's like if it's like a you know something like NBC and you're submitting, you know, with like potentially thousands of other people, you probably won't hear back. But yeah, if it's like, I don't know, like you said, if there's like personal contact and like things have moved along and there's several levels, like you got to just, yeah, it's better to just say, no, it didn't work. We would love to have you, but we cannot at this time. Like, yep. That's like when you get pinned for projects too, if you're an actor and you make, you audition, then you get a callback, then you get a producer session, then they put you on hold. And then it's like, and then they just sometimes they wait so long to tell you it's a no go. And you're like, and I understand sometimes there are like other factors involved, but like just let somebody know as soon as you know. Yeah. You know, because like that's the, that stuff makes me crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, especially when you're like balancing jobs too. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, I remember like one time um, me and my friend were talking about how like people right before they can book a really big gig, they often are super broke because they're working a restaurant job and then they're going into the audition. So they had to skip, uh, they had to like give up their work shift yep. to go in and then they got the callback. So that's another work shift they did not get to go to and they have to go in and then they got pinned and then they're waiting and then they had to like ask work to not book them and then they didn't get it. And then now they have no money. <laughs> that's literally that's you just explained yeah. the like the basically my entire time in L.A. before COVID. Yeah, because I worked in bars and restaurants forever and that would happen to me all the time because it was like, you know, before I did stand up, I would work in the evenings. But then when I started doing stand up, I started working during the day at yeah. restaurants and bars because I wanted to have my nights free to do shows. But then that made it a nightmare if I had an audition. Yeah. Constant. And, you know, those auditions always come in like they'll come in at like 9 p.m. and your auditions at 9 a.m. And yeah. you're like, are you kidding me? And like, then like <laughs> if you're like, 
if you're upset about it, then everyone's like, oh, do you not want this opportunity? It's like, oh. I want it, but I want to sleep and be good at it too. Yeah. <laughs> or like I've gotten ones, I've gotten self tapes that are like, they'll come in at like 10 PM and they're due the next day by like noon. Ew. And it's like, what are you, you're not letting anybody, this isn't setting anybody up for success. And it's, and it's always that portion that they, like I said before, where they're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But then everything after that takes forever. Yeah. And it's like, I know you're going to, this is going to take a while. You have all these COVID protocols and stuff now that you need to get through. Like give, give me 24 hours. Right. Yeah. My experience with people in LA, um, which, you know, hasn't been that bad. I would say people do want to help and people do want to be kind to each other. It's like, we're all, it's like, we're all stuck by the same monster. And we think, okay, that person's in charge of the monster. They'll be able to fix this. And then I feel like we like climb up and we're like, oh, okay. They're actually another monster is in charge of them. Okay. So we just got to climb up this one. And then it's like, who is in charge here? Like, why are we so miserable? No one likes it. Everyone wants it to change, but mm-hmm. we can't ever seem to figure out like how to, uh, where to go to like get things just a little spaced out think like why does everything have to be so on top of each other and also like no money for this or you know what I mean yeah I'm just talking about capitalism I feel like I sound super vague right now <laughs> I don't know but sure but it's it's true and like how many times have you seen breakdowns for stuff where this I literally just submitted to one that was like star names only. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, this is a non-union production. So I don't know what star name you think that you're going to get, number one. (laughs) And number two, define what that even means. Because like, do you want somebody that just has credits that's going to do well in this role? Because if that's the case, that's me. But I'm also not, you know, I'm not Jillian Jacobs or whoever that you're theoretically have in mind for this role. You know, it's like, it's, it just, there's sometimes where it makes me crazy or, or like, as an actor, the thing that makes me just furious is that how many times have you been a part of the project where everybody is getting paid except the actors? Oh, yeah. That's, and you're just um, like, projects I've been a part of. but that's what I mean, <laughs> where it's like, OK, you're paying the DP, you're paying the grip, you're paying the director, you're, pay, you know, you're paying the writers or the script supervisor, you're paying the wardrobe, the makeup artist, paying everybody. Listen, I understand your budget is small and you can't afford to give everybody a full SAG day rate or whatever. Yeah. Toss them 50 bucks. Yeah. Just some, because, and the thing is too, is that that completely changes the mindset of your actors on set yeah. because now they, they, they're like, I am getting paid to do what I love. They take it more seriously. They will be on time. They will be respectful. It just completely changes the game. Yeah. It really does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the wild West out here. It's, it's just ghosts. It's ghosts. I th- I would say LA, LA are the angels or are they ghosts? Who, who's to say? <laughs> uh, banshees, I think. <laughs> yeah. They're banshees. They're truly monsters. I take it back. No one's trying to be nice out here. <laughs> <laughs> Cotty. James. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Yes, we just built it. Our Patreon has two tiers. The first one is Paranormal Researcher at $7 a month. You'll get a bonus episode. What? With exclusive content and updates from me and James about what's going on in our life and our own ghosting stories. You also get to ask us anything and share with us why you think a guest got ghosted. Then we have our $20 a month tier, Ghost Detective, which is still all that great bonus episode but you also get a shirt. What? And you can write in your own ghosting story and James and I will solve it. 
fantastic deal. And Kati, where can we find that Patreon? You can find it at patreon.com slash Karisat. And we'll have that link in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And we'll get back to our investigation. For, to help along the investigation, yeah. uh, I Thank will you, ask James. some other follow-up questions. <laughs> I forgot so, that portion of it. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. why I was like, James, you have to keep me on track. because I. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, the main reason I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so for the voiceover job. <laughs> Listeners, James has a notepad and he's yeah, like jotting things down and trying to send yeah. me notes that I have this, been pretty oblivious to. This feels yeah. very much like good cop, bad cop. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dynamic we're trying to cultivate. Uh, the, he's like, no laughing. In, this, <laughs> in the zombie job, <laughs> the zombie voiceover. Uh, potential job what do you think happened on their end and this is kind of the realm that we're exploring with a lot of people potentially mm-hmm. is this is the place where like our insecurities live we're always trying to imagine what the other person is thinking what they would say you have those like made up arguments with them in your head yeah but just laying it out what do you think happened on the other end i think that they ended up having uh, that somebody that was already a part of the group was like, well, why are we going to hire some outsider when we could hire, you oh. know, my wife or we could hire, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think personally that's what happened. That the crew I, did it. They flew a coup and they were yeah. like, no more. You can't let another crew member on this ship. We got kind enough of. crew members here. Whoa. I feel, yeah. I feel like they, that it ended up going to somebody that somebody already knew within that group. Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't think it was personal. But again, just a simple, not this time yeah. would have been great, <laughs> you know? So I wasn't agonizing because I was like going out of town and then, and then, you know, cause you, all you do is you replay all the events in your head of, of the things that you could have done differently. Yeah. And you're like, maybe if I spent more time on this, or maybe if I responded to their email sooner, or maybe if I didn't take that gig out of town, I would have been more available when they needed me or like, you know what I mean? You're just, right. you're, you're just, you're doing the whole what if in your, in your head. And when in reality, it 99% of the time, it's, there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. You know, it, it's not it because it's not, it's not you. It's literally not you. It's them. Like yeah. you can't control somebody else. You just, it's yeah. It, even though you want to. Oh, which one to you stings worse because they're two very different. They're both professional ghostings, but they're two very different types of work that you would do and you would probably be successful at both of them. But which one, maybe as a comic, the writing job feels like that's kind of like the holy grail of like for people in that path, a comic and writer on, say, a like late night ish show. Yeah, I'll say this. Financially, the voiceover one hurts more because it was just an insane amount of money and would have guaranteed me to have SAG health insurance for like the rest of time. But um, the writing job hurt more mainly because I, I, I have friends that work for this company that oh. were already doing this. And so to be like, you know, cause I would hit them up to be like, Hey, is there like anything I should know? Or like things that I could do that would help to like, you know, get me further along or like right. just throughout the process. And they were really supportive and like all that. And so they would put in a good word and all that. So like, so that, that one feels, that one feels more personal because of that. Cause I was like, I already had people there in my corner yeah. And it's still, and they still couldn't be like, Hey, you know that what I hurts. mean? That hurts so much. I, one time yeah. what, there was this show that I saw a lot of people who seemed a lot like me getting on the show. And I was like, 
that usually doesn't if a show doesn't want me on I'm like whatever I'm like I'll get on other shows like who cares but there was something about seeing your friends or colleagues that you're like I do what they do yep like maybe or you know in fact you're better a little better yeah yeah and um I don't understand why my submission is being jumped over for people. Like, I don't understand. It drove me insane. I finally did get on the show, but because I like threw myself in front of the show. And yeah. that, I feel like that seeing people, like, it's like when an opportunity comes by and you don't get it, it's like, fine. But then the little nuances of like, but it feels like it's perfect. And it feels like people who are there are a lot like me. And I don't understand why I have been asked to not be a part of the party. <laughs> I it's it's crazy. And I feel like that, too, where there's certain shows out here that I feel like are my white whale. Yeah. Where I'm just like, why? Why can't I do this show? Yeah. Like, where it's and you're because you watch and you're like, there's people that have been doing this for two years that don't even have five minutes that you put on this show. Like, yes. what is going on? Like, what yeah. Is going on? Who did I who did I make angry? Yeah. Like, what exactly? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And I feel bad, too, because as somebody that runs a show, I know oftentimes that's people, I'm sure there are comics that are like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why can't I do her show? <laughs> like, right. I, I know that, but it's also, it's so hard because, you know, with our show, it's once a month and right. we only big, we only book six comics per show. Yeah. And we're already two white women that run the show. So it's like, we're really mindful of that. And we make sure to not load the wind up with just a bunch of white women. Yeah. And so it's, it's, that part is really hard. And I know there's a lot of people that get butthurt that haven't been booked yet. And I'm just like, it's also a show that's at the improv. Like I I can't, I'll book new people if I know that they can handle it and that they're good, Yeah, but I'm not going to book somebody that, that just I've never seen be funny. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's no. like, I, I just can't. Yeah. You have to be, you have to, you have to guard the ship. You know, you got to mm-hmm. get people to come back every month and yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you're not, sometimes like if people are mad, it's like, well, I mean, honestly, look at yourself and be like, is this, you know, like, yeah, if I were to tell people like uh, advice about getting on shows or just starting things in LA in the comedy, like come with collateral, like bring something like, yep. Like, and I'll say too, what goes a long way is that I, I am very mindful and, and pay attention to the people that promote the show that are on it. If you're a comic that is doing the show and you can't so much as retweet a post or share it in your story to help get eyes on it, like what it's so that costs you nothing to do that. How, you know what I mean? Like that's the bare minimum. Like, listen, I understand that we've all worn out our friends welcome with getting people to come to shows sometimes, (laughs) but like, but you might have a fan of yours that sees that and they're like, oh shit, I really, I've been meaning to see them and I love that venue. It's right down the street. I'll totally go. It's so, it's so easy to do that. Just help the help producers promote the show. If you want to, if you want to do shows and you should never, you're never above it. I, that's what I love is when I have people like, you know, Sherry Shepard, who's done the show that will retweet and repost for the show that is like mega famous. And then you have somebody that has like one credit that can't be bothered to even confirm their email. And you're just like, I can't. It's so weird when people are like, I don't like promoting feels bad. I'm like, I don't understand. It's the name of the you game. Have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. And like there you, yeah, it does feel gross, but also like you find a way to do it that is authentic yeah. to you. So it doesn't feel so like, I always try to do it where there's like a joke in it. So yeah. it's not 
so or gross. Like a really pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or let's be, or let's be honest, a thirst, a thirst trap. trap. It works. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> My people who watch me, if I post a thirst trap, they're like, oh, this looks private. They're like, she probably, this was an accident. <laughs> this was a leak. I'm going to text her and let her know that there's a picture of her in Listen, her underwear online and she probably wants to take it down. <laughs> Katty, you have too good of abs to hide them. Thank from you everybody. for saying okay, that, Valerie. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. God, finally. Can I get like, a little listen, recognition? Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I see you not in a crop top, Thank I will write. you. Riot. Oh my God. I'm going to tell Mark. I'm going to be like, sorry, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> okay, James. I think he knows. Yeah. yeah. I think he knows. I think he knows. Um, Oh, and then for the second case, the writing job, what do you think happened on there? And maybe we won't do that. We kind of covered it up with that. No, no, I actually, I kind of want to hear what you think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for the writing job, then what do you imagine happened on their end? I think they just dropped the ball on letting people know. I, I don't know. I know who, I know who got it. Cause like I said, I did a cursory Twitter search, um, and it was somebody, and, and I think this is why it hurt even more too, because in my brain, I was like, listen, you're probably not going to get this job because you've never been, um, you've never been staffed. And it was for like the head writer. Oh, shit. and so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, you're probably not going to get it, but at the very least they might just hire you on as a regular writer, which was 1000% fine with yeah. me. I just really wanted to work for this company. And so, um, so when I looked and saw who got it, that was even more of a, a kick in the face because I mean, I, I could be wrong, but it was one of those things where I was like, just looking at the at face value, I was like, oh, we're at the same level theoretically. Cause like she did, I don't, from what I had seen, it didn't appear to be like she had ever been staffed yeah. or that like she had any like real credits from what I had gathered. And again, she's probably super deserving and is probably crushing the job kudos to her. I don't blame her for right. getting it, but my, but in my mind, it's like, okay, well, if we're at the same level, yeah. like you couldn't have just let me know, you know what I mean? Like I expected it to, to find out who got it and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But then to like, see on that end, you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's, that's kind of why it, uh, it stung. Cause they, and again, when I had specifically asked to please just let me know either way. And they said, of course we will. And then didn't. That was even more like, dude, I asked you to do this. We've had several phone calls. Like we probably had 10 phone calls like throughout this whole process. Like we were on very good terms and like, and everybody really liked me and kept moving me forward. So it's like, this feels crazy that they couldn't just send an email, you know? It is crazy. I know it's painful to say no. Los Angeles, but like it is, I think it's worse to like, yeah, because it makes it, yeah, it feel like, like what you just said. If I'm, if we're equal, if we're that good, then why do, am I not deserving of like a conclusion to this? Yeah. And listen, like, I, you know, again, I really, I love, I love that style of writing and I really want to do it. And I understand that you're not going to get everything and that, you know, the things that you're meant to get will come to you and all that. But I just feel like the road to that could be slightly more. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't need I don't need to shred a tire along the way. Yeah, exactly. Like, just please. Like, come on, man. Like, (laughs) we did not need to run over that deer for no reason. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't need a railroad spike in my goddamn back. Yeah. Like, just like, ugh. 
blown out a lot of tires on the way up to the Bay Area. That's where I'm that getting blown out a lot of tires. <laughs> I have literally one trip up to the Bay Area. I literally blew out two no. tires on di- one on the way up, one on the way down. Yeah. Oh insane. my god. Thank you for. I was like, what are you people yeah, doing? What are you guys? What is the deal, Bay Area? All that money and no paved roads. Get it together. Yeah. You just throwing nails just out the throwing window. Like, what is going They're on? Like, look, cows and chucking nails. Yeah. Uh, James, you think it's time for the verdict? Or- oh, first unfinished business, okay. quickly. Oh. So the portion of our show that we call unfinished business, every ghost that's haunting someone has some kind of unfinished business to resolve so they can finally pass on. If you could speak to the people that ghosted you, what do you want to tell them? Oh, um, <laughs> this is always, this is hard because it even feels like in a romantic relationship where like, you're so angry, but at the end of the day, you're like, but we could still make it work. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like it's very much like one of those things where, which is why I don't want to just like name names because while I'm hurt and like bummed out, it's still it's still a company that I'm like, if they called me tomorrow and offered me a job, I would take yeah. it. You know what I mean? Even though I'm like super butthurt about it, it's still like a job that I want to take. So, I, so I guess, I guess I would just be like, Hey, like it really bummed me out that you didn't tell me either way. Like, can I just ask why? Like, was it an, you know, not why I didn't get the job, but like, why, why didn't you just follow up? Yeah. Like just leaving people hanging like that. You know, I think that's probably what I would ask. Cause I, I, I just, I really do feel like some people just, it's not on their radar and that they don't understand. But like when you're that far along in the process, people are, people are already, they're already making a list of like the things they want to get for their office or like the things that they are going to spend the money on and like all the, and it's a dangerous trap, but like just let people know. Yeah. You freaking jerks. <laughs> get them, You Kai. gosh dang numb knuckles. Yeah, I said it. I'm not going to take it back. <laughs> harsh, harsh words. words. Har- harsh harsh words. <laughs> yeah, I got a potty mouth. Okay. It is. Uh, it's time for the verdict. Um, James and I have con- confessed and congressed and um, con- what? Yeah, I was like, what words? I was trying, I was trying to say confessed. Wait, confessed. Here's the thing. We're trying to figure out. Are you saying to say conference? <laughs> is conference the word you're trying to say? <laughs> we have conferenced. Okay, sorry, I missed an N in there. Gosh. Um, I think we're trying to figure out if we are paranormal investigators, detectives, somehow a judge and an attorney. We're, we're a judge and an attorney yeah. for sure, but please don't hire us to solve anything real. Um, <laughs> Basically, okay, I'm going to say my verdict, James, and you say your verdict. Um, I think they're poo 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 pants. And (laughs) I think you did phenomenal work, especially you missed several days of your paid job. And also, I think it's very fucking sorry. Sorry, I swore. I think it's really fucked up that they had you come into the lot and not paid you for that time and um, makes me really suspicious of them, honestly. So yeah. I, I poo poo them and that really stuck out to me that they had you come and practice and maybe recorded you and didn't compensate you. And that makes me mad. Yeah. And I, like, that's like a thing Hollywood has started doing like in auditions, like, okay, so you guys just improv this and then we're just going to write down what you say for no real reason. It's like, what? No. Are we the writers? Did we just write this for free? Like, yeah, yeah that's exactly what happens. It's infuriating. Yeah. Or like, 
They'll just take it, whatever, you know, basically what they're going to do is they're going to hire whoever they want look wise. And then that's why they have you do so many takes so they can just, oh, that's funny. Let's yeah. keep that. And then just use it in the actual yeah. spot. It's ugh. so that is, that's my verdict. James, do you have a verdict? My verdict is you are not guilty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, you should not have been ghosted. I think that. Maybe it sounds like from hearing both of you talk specifically in this field, they really have not figured out a way to just send an email that says you did not get the position. Every other type of work will do that and say you didn't get the position. Bill, you can even follow up with them and figure out what could I have done better or can you help me on my job search and let me know how to improve my interviewing, anything like that. They just sucked. So yeah, not guilty. Not guilty. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Ooh, a weight has been lifted. A weight has been lifted <laughs> I felt, and I felt like maybe some something that might have helped is I just want to know around the last the fall before the pandemic, like sorry, late night twenty nineteen. When did you do your Conan set? Because you talked about it on your album Beach Trash. Everybody should go listen to it. Uh, you talked about. You did Conan right before the world shut down. So when was that set? I did Conan December 10th, 2019. So that's why it was really, listen, I'm so lucky that I got to do that when I did. I'm so lucky I got to do it before he went off the air. But it was such a bummer to do it right before the holidays because, you know, the industry just shuts down. So I couldn't capitalize on the heat from that because just as everything was coming back from the holidays, we were going into quarantine. And so I like that. That part was like that is one thing that I often roll around in my mind where like what would have been different? How could I you know what I mean? Like where where would I be if I could have kept the train rolling on that? Because I um, my rep, I had management like who helped get the ball rolling on Conan and then kind of just cut loose because she just didn't want to do it anymore. And so I, uh, and it was like a big company. So I was, uh, pretty upset. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, Oh, it'll be fine. I'll just use the heat from Conan to start reaching out to reps again. But then with everything shutting down, I was like, I can't reach out to a rep right now. Like nobody's taking on clients as the mm-hmm. world is ending. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So I still am like, I'm still in the, in that pocket of like trying to navigate even now, like, trying to find somebody because you think like with a bunch of stuff that it would be easy and it is not. It so. is not. Well, I was going to say, I felt I, something I wrote down in my notes was the 911 operator. And I feel like that's a very specific thing that you can add. And I thought that was really cool. And I felt like in some way, the VO dream would not be dead. It sounded like it's rare to find people who know that, that pattern and that bingo uh, and everything. So that was cool for VO. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still like definitely doing the, like I just recorded something yesterday. Like, you know, I'm still doing things on my own. Cause I still have rep in terms of VO and commercial, but like, yeah, that the, the management aspect is, is tough because, um, you know, with writing and trying to get into rooms, especially for late night, a lot of times you have to have rep because they won't take unsolicited packets. And so that's tough where I'll, I'll hear about them. But by the time I hear about them, it's too late. It'll be like 24 hours before it's due. And and honestly, I would rather, it's not that I wouldn't put in the work. It's that I need, I need a couple of days because I don't want to turn something in that I'm not proud of because I don't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth, yeah. you know, because they do, they remember that they'll, if they think that your packet is like trash, you're kind of on like a blacklist a little bit to be like, oh, no yeah. thanks. 
you know? So I just, yeah. So I, I'm, I try to be methodical with stuff like that and, um, piecing stuff together because I like, I'm somebody that also very much will teach myself whatever I need to, to be able to figure it out. Like my goal coming out of the pandemic was to not have to go back to bartending because I worked in the service industry for 20 years. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I literally took a class on Udemy, taught myself um, some like the, for copywriting and like some other stuff and just essentially started copywriting and doing social media. And like Lynn Molly, who's a goddamn gem of a Lynn. human, was kind enough. love her. She was kind enough to like sit down with me and like walk me through some stuff and was like tossing me clients and like would answer any questions I had. And, you know, so I, I, I always will put the work in. I just, I'm just like, just somebody just, just trust that I'll do it. Just, just give trust. me a shot. Give me that. Give me that shot. I will knock it out of the park. I promise you. Because <laughs> I've gotten so much good feedback from people from yeah. everything that I've turned in. So that's why I'm just like, man, I need to get, I need to be doing this more. Yeah. Well, we believe in you and. <laughs> We're, Thank we're you. thankful for you. And uh, we were really glad to talk. James, am I missing anything? <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. Maybe, Valerie, you could tell us where to follow you, where to find you doing the funny stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm on social media, all the, all of the things. Uh, some of I, uh, you find me on the ones that I care about, which is Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> uh, at Valerie underscore Tossie. Yes, I'm on TikTok, but man, man, do does TikTok hate female? It is too loud too. TikTok is too loud. I need it to turn it makes down. Me, I. I don't want the sound want on it. when I immediately, yes. I won't open the app in public because That's, of yes. that, because it just immediately starts playing stuff. It's like, it's such a horrible flaw. I hate it. Um, so <laughs> follow me on, on the old people, social medias, uh, use TikTok and, um, to make a really nice Instagram reel basically. Yeah. So you have very funny, well, uh, you have some funny reels on there. People should follow Valerie on Instagram. Yeah. Ah, thanks. Yeah, I have a, you can, my website, if you're looking for like dates to see me and stuff like that, it's just ValerieTossi.com. Thank you so much for doing this with us. You're Yeah, gem, thanks for having and me. And if you get the names and numbers of those people, you can send them over to us and we'll just take care <laughs> of them real quick. Um, but you know what it is? Most of it is just like, look, if you don't want to tell me no, fine, but somebody needs to tell my parents no, because I can't. I can't handle them asking me about it every 20 seconds. Like, oh, you know, like, I, like that's honestly like, what did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Never tell like, parents oh. until you know something for sure. Yeah. No, oh, Mark and I God. made up a rule actually about like some about big things we're excited about. We don't tell anyone until it's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a new yeah. rule. And I don't know if that's like against the whole manifesting thing or not, but it definitely can help it. <laughs> As yeah. as you said it to each other, it's manifested. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. tell each other and then we try not. To, it, it's his rule that he came up with, but he breaks it the most. Anyways, um, he'll be like, he'll be like accepting mail. He's like, I might have like a new gig. And the mailman's like, well, that's cool. He's like, yeah, isn't that cool? Anyway. <laughs> we'll get Mark on Very the show. Yeah. We'll get Mark on the show. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Valerie. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me.